Slapman is like doing the Bartman and Bat Dance at once. On Amigos, everything Amiga. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Amigos. I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Aaron. How's it going? <laughs> well, Aaron, we're talking about Plat Man. How do you think it's going? It's going good. It, it's going real good, man. You know, are you Aaron, having a good? Are you having a good week today or this week? Yeah, yeah, I'm having a great week. I can't help but notice my visage on your shirt over there. Oh, you like this? Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, we had a lot of bad weather uh, boat over the last week or two. And so uh, Luke's auntie stopped by to pick him up for a haircut. She goes, listen, I hadn't seen you for a couple of weeks. I wanted to drop off your gift for Christmas. Ooh, she always Christmas gets me nice gifts. And she usually gets me like video game shirts. And so she j- dropped off this shirt. And I opened it up. And I looked. And there's, uh, in case you're listening on the radio, it's me. It's the picture of me, Boat, and the Brent. Like the Amigos. And it even has our logo on it and everything. It's just straight up Amigos. And I said, hey, that looks awesome. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, did you get that from our store? I was like, because I don't remember seeing that particular T-shirt on the store. And she goes, you've got a store? <laughs> I said, That's well, right. Yeah. Knock off. She got it at the flea market. I just, said, yeah, just, we've got just like the African American Bart Simpson shirt I used to have. <laughs> yeah, we've got. I was like, we've got a store. And I said. Where did you get that? She goes, oh, someone on Etsy made it. <laughs> so, wow. I don't know what that means, Boat, but I, I don't know if our stuff's getting bootlegged. Listen, or she's you know you've made, made it. it. When your stuff starts getting bootlegged, that's how you know you made it. <laughs> it's very strange. Have but, you ever uh, yeah, any, I appreciate it. Have you, did you ever pick up any bootleg goods? Like stuff that was just obviously knockoff back in the day. You know, when Luke was really getting into Pokemon, you know, don't let you, don't let our uh, your good buddy hear this because he's a big card aficionado, Magic Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I, I didn't want to pay top dollar for all these freaking uh, Pokemon cards, right? Right. So I saw you could get like four billion Pokemon cards for like a penny. You know, mm-hmm. one of those deals. I was like, hey, yeah. who'll know? Nobody. That's who. But Luke was a little kid. Like he don't care. He's just gonna like. Get them all gunky. Yeah, help so us ordered destroy a, them immediately. I ordered a bunch of these uh, Pokemon cards, and they came in, and they're like the most bootleggiest. Like, <laughs> think of like if you printed Pokemon cards on like toilet tissue, like a few extra layers. They were so thin, and you know how you feel like when you t- touch a card, mm-hmm. it's got a glossy feeling. Oh yeah, these oh, yeah. felt like. I don't know if you could print in cardboard, but that's the way it felt like. It felt like the print was at cardboard. Like, they were super garbage. So, And then along those lines, Luke wanted some Pokemon figures, you know? Mm. These little plastic like, figurines. Like Amiibos? No, no. These are just like little generic playset type little guys for Pokemon. Hey, I've not made a wad. You know what Something I mean? like this guy, right? Yeah, but smaller than that. Mm. And so, well, the ones I got anyway. And so I said, well, Luke, I'll make sure to get you a bunch. And I saw some dude on, like, Amazon. Like, there was a seller that would give you, like, 100 for, like, 10 bucks. I'm like, bam, mm. I'm in. Good so deal. I bought those, and they came in. They were, like, just slightly larger than a pencil topper. And they mm. were, it was, like, Pikachu and, like, <laughs> Odelay. These little things. <laughs> like, they were, like, mystery guys. And Luke's like, who are these? I'm like, I don't know. They're Pokemon. They're they're brand new, you know. So yeah, I've been known to to deal with the. Bo- of course, I also was a bootlegger for a large portion of my life. So I made bootlegs and purchased them. I guess is what I'm saying. What about you? So, w- was Luke on to the fake Pokemon cards, or did he accept them? He had to have known. I mean, the funny here's the funny thing about Luke. He's got boxes and boxes and folders and folders of Pokemon cards, but he's only played Pokemon a few times in real life. Most of the time he plays it on a computer or just doesn't care. He still asks for him too, and he's got tons of unopened boxes of Pokemon cards in there. Like he, it's just like his default gift. 
So people get him for him, but I, he never plays with him. So at this point, I don't think he cares. I think that that's, that's not uncommon. You know, I've got a couple nephews, and the older of the two nephews is also obsessed with Pokemon cards, not for any sort of playing the game as much as it is like, like you said, you know, you look at them, you say, hey, I got this one, and then you put it in a folder or you put it in a box, and that's have it. Have you ever played it, Pokemon? I have. I learned how it's, to play it because I thought he was going to learn. I thought that he was playing the game. Yeah, it's, like, it's all right. You know, it's not. It's I mean, as far as it's just like magic or anything else. Yeah, it's all the same that's crap. Right. That's right. You know, I played and the online thing uh, is pretty solid, pretty tight. Mm -hmm. You know, the problem is, you know, just like anything else, like they want real money for like you know, online cards. Like homie, okay. don't play that. You know, no. I ain't doing that. No, no, no. You ever bootleg yeah, anything? It's, it's, Boat. I'm you never right. answered. You you know, I've bought. I'm trying to think about stuff that I've bought. That I mean, like I've bought some bootleg Lego in my in my life. And most of the bootleg stuff that I've got, I bought a bootleg clarinet. That was no good. One of those. Who, who made that? Uh, well, one of the. You know, it's just like when you go on Amazon, it's always like Givor. You know, it's just like it's, random be combinations like, of letters. Con spelled with like three N's or something. No, they're not nearly that creative, and they don't care. <laughs> or like, like C O N. Hey, that's it. It's the con. <laughs> hey, parents, it's an $80 clarinet. Don't buy the $500 one. That's no good. Buy all. I mean, how bad are they? Could you, I mean, could you, are they playable? Unplayable. Now, I'll tell you a secret, okay? Because right. I, know, I know we're amongst friends. If you buy yourself one of these Amazon trumpets, you know, yeah. like a $100 or $200 trumpet, you Grant. can get by. You can get by for a couple years. A right. woodwind instrument. This is what you call a a, a, a precision engineered machine. There's a yeah. lot that goes into a clarinet or a saxophone. You buy one of these things that's eighty bucks. It is unplayable. Unplayable. Really? What are I they know, made of? Well, they they're made of the same crap, but it's just they don't care. You know, it's it's like none of the keys line up. All the rods yeah. are bent. You know, it's just, it's just, it, this is a thing that they bought, they can sell. And of course, all the people, all the parents on Amazon were like, yeah, my kid's loving it. Cause they gave it to their kid and their kid didn't say yeah. anything. What about, what about when I got like a $50 trombone? Am I in? Well, here's the thing. If you buy a $50 trombone from a pawn shop, you're probably okay. No, I mean, some like point, online. A real instrument. On a, online, yeah. trombones are a little bit weird because all they are is a bent tube, really. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Who's kidding who? You're probably better off, well, you're definitely better off buying a cheap brass instrument than a cheap woodwind instrument. There's just less to them. But you're going to reach a point where you can't do what you want to do. And then at that point, you're going to have to buy more expensive instruments, which I what, guess is a point, you know. What about a stringed instrument? Let's say I want to get a, I don't know, $35 violin, for example. How am I, how am I make it out on that? I don't know. I couldn't tell you thing one about violins or violas. Okay, or guitar. Or a guitar, guitar. I see those things all the time. Okay, the problem with your hundred dollar guitar is that the action is going to be all. You know, I know you. You like some hot action. Okay? You got that right. Yeah. The action on a, on a, a fifty dollar guitar is going to be so high that you can't physically press the string down and meet it with the fingerboard. It's going to be just like restring it. You know? To, no, to because what 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 the the thing is is like with these cheap instruments, you've got the neck that's glued onto the body, and there's no truss rod. You can't adjust the truss rod. And listen, if you can't adjust the truss rod, you're not a real man. That sounds too complicated. I mean, I bet you can make a guitar pretty cheap. You, know you could, I mean? you could, but I'd rather talk about Platt Man. Yeah, I think you're right. Man, if that doesn't get you fired up for the rave, nothing will. Good God, <laughs> that, that is, is that is some Euro dance trash of the highest. That is house. that is money right there. <laughs> That's money right there, boat. Had you ever heard of Platman? Platman no. Crothers, if you will. <laughs> I'd rather play Platman Crothers. <laughs> oh. uh, I never heard of Platman. Uh, I had heard of the concept of the game. We'll talk about that later, but I'd never yeah. heard of Platman. Listen, everybody loves Pac-Man, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody. He's cool. So well, who wouldn't love Platman? Platman. Let's talk about it. Of course, this is... Public Domainia Week, Boat. It is. As you know. Uh, so, Platman, uh, released in 1995 by an outfit called uh, Frentic, not Frenetic, 
Frantic software. Frantic's still a word. It's like that it, band. It Remember that band? Remember Frente? That band? No. no. That was a girl, I think. Frente? I've never heard of that. Are you making yeah, that she, up? No, I think her. I think the band was actually their their official name. Yeah, they were spelled with an exclamation mark. Uh, they were an Australian folk pop and indie pop group which formed in 1989. Do you think she's involved in this game in any way? Undoubtedly. Yeah, I'd say you're not. So, and again, anyway, Frantic, uh, Frantic uh, was comprised of a guy named John Hardy. Yeah. And uh, although his wife apparently is credited with the design of this game, Diane Hardy. So get this boat. <clears throat> Here's something that you probably didn't know, but oh, you're a pretty astute character. But so I'm looking up this John Hardy, all right? Mm-hmm. And I noticed that like <clears throat> his address to like pay for the game, I believe it was in like, I know, I read his address somewhere and it was Scotland, but I know he's got a, a UK address in the game somewhere. Well, yeah, the UK is part of Scotland. So I'm looking. I, <laughs> I know. I'm getting my point here, Bode. So I'm looking this guy up. By the way, this guy was responsible for a game called Soko Space Bond. A very, okay. I think that's a good one. You got, uh, you've got his other big game, Boondar. Right? And then his big super game, Bomber Jack. They say Bomber Jack's a real cool cat. This guy, I was going to say, this guy had a home on the Coco. Where was he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he got, yeah. So anyway, so again, I'm looking at Moby. And so I'm looking at this guy's credits on Moby, and, I, and it's got him credited with a bunch of stuff, like Atari stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm like, what? And it's it's also says he's the co-founder of the National Video Game Museum in Frisco, Texas. Okay, so I'm like, yeah. well, so that's not I've true. actually I've actually met this guy before. Okay, well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna where'd you meet him at? By the way, I met him at Joe Santoli's house in Jersey in uh-huh. 2005. Okay, so that's perfect. Because here's the thing, uh, I don't think this guy and that guy are the same guy. He's definitely not because he's yeah. not British. Yeah, I think. Oh no, <laughs> I listened to an interview with him, and I was like, "This guy sounds like he's from my neck of the woods, up in yeah. Jersey." Yeah. And so uh, this guy, so clearly this, and I read this in several places that credited this guy because it was like he's credited on the Atari 50th anniversary collection. So I'm like. Wow, what a diverse portfolio this guy's got. No, it's not that diverse. So, <laughs> not the guy, yeah. So the, this John Hardy is a different guy than the other John Hardy. They spell it the same way. But just an FYI, if you're looking this up, and you're like, why didn't Aaron mention this guy was a big player in Atari? Because I, I, we're almost 100% sure it's not the same guy. No. no. Um, again, this was a public domain uh, freeware uh, game. And this came out uh, as a demo disc that never became anything else. <laughs> it's got it's got one playable level, well, and it's it promised, I don't think it ever it promised came out. more. Yeah, it promised more to come, but more to come never came. Yeah, well, I mean, as far no, I know people in the Discord were looking for a full version of this, and I don't think it ever came. In fact, I'm pretty sure I read from the horse himself that said it never got made. With that said, from the who? From the horse's mouth, you know the whole. Oh, you ever heard that I term? About, I thought you were talking about the horse, and I was no. like, "What horse are you talking to?" Oh, listen, only the best. I got I, mine. All have to be game designers. That's why you know I'm lonely. But uh, um, uh, so the, 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 I don't think there's ever a full version. I think he promised like five full levels, as I recall. Uh, but uh, you've got one big level here, although it's a it's a good size mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Um, the uh, this game when it comes up, I should mention this boat. Uh, I did not just instantly load this game. I doubt you did either. I had to go, in fact, the Discord where Johnny on the spot to try to find a working version of this. This is uh, available the, through Mega AGS. Yeah, well, the WHD load version, I couldn't get the load on the Mr. Uh, this, and this wasn't in my build of uh, uh, a Tiny Launcher. I didn't check AGS. I should have. I didn't think about it. Uh, but I did get a, a ADF version to work. Uh, and the game supports a uh, an ECS version and an AGA version. Did you? Which one did you try? Do you recall? I played the AGA version. I went uh-huh. right to the top. Yeah, uh, I also played the AGA version of it. It, it says AGA. It, says, it also says fast. So I guess there's yeah. I guess there's yeah. some additional goodness to it. Uh, so what's the scoop on on uh, 
on this game, uh, Plat Man. Well, it's you're you're Plat Man, and you look just like Pac Man, and you're continuously hounded well, I by mean, ghosts. Do do you look just like Pac Man? Well, you're you're a little. You've got an eyeball. I guess yeah, that's the you one look. Big you look like a freaky demonic Pac Man. Do you think he's demonic looking? Nobody has red eyes. That's not demonic. <laughs> I mean, I law. don't know. Maybe he's like a raccoon. You know, you raccoons know, don't have red eyes. They do at night. Everything does when you see him in the dark. Uh, he's using his infravision, fifteen feet, just like in D and D. So uh, uh, now, you normally when you play Pac-Man, you roll around in in a maze, you eat yep. dots. This is Plat Man. This is a platforming game starring everyone's beloved Pac-Man, but this is Plat Man. Plat Man is a game where you, it's a flip screen game where you take Pac Man and you, he suddenly can bounce, you know, jump. You can jump with him mm -hmm. and you try to get through this crazy maze. Uh, there are really, with the exception of the fact that Plat Man and some ghosts are in the game, I guess a bunch of fruit, there's no similarities between this and any conventional Pac Man, is there, Bode? Well, I was thinking about this because, uh, you know, <laughs> you I, were. I, yeah, because I figured okay. this would come up. I mean, what similarities are there between this and Pac-Man? Okay, you've got uh, maybe not original Pac-Man, but what I consider to be the best Pac-Man game, Super Pac-Man, yeah. there are keys and there are gates. So this really shares a lot with Super Pac-Man. You've got the keys and the gates that you use to unlock the different the different areas. You've got your ghosts, you've got power pellets, and you've got fruit. So essentially, okay. this game is Super Pac-Man without the super and without the mazes. You know, now that I think about it, what's that Pac-Man game that's in like sort of like in 3D? It's on the remember the Coco Pac-Mania. Like, that's right. And you could jump in that. Yep. So it's sort of like a platform game that combined Super Pac-Man and Pac-Mania. How's that? We've yeah. really stretched our legs on that. <laughs> you got to get that to work. By the way, Super Pac-Man, you correct answer, by the way, but I'm proud of you. That is the best Pac-Man. Um, this, of course, uh, when you start this game up, you come up with a menu that lets you pick a difficulty level, the amount of men you've got. Uh, it's got a, or, like, I guess, effectively order instructions uh, and uh, the address, just like the old days, where people mm -hmm. just put their mailing address on games and maybe even their phone number. Uh, and then uh, you go in. There's not a, what I would call it. It's not option rich, but it's yeah. not bad. And there's no backstory. There's no cutscenes. You're right into the game. Yeah. And so this game, is an, it's an unusual game, uh, Boat, because if you think to yourself, what's a flip screen... Pac-Man platform game going to be like? Is it going to be like uh, something like Rainbow Islands? Is it going to be like what are we? What is it? Well, it's it's uh, in a class sort of unto itself. We've played games sort of like this, but not so many on the Amiga, where you're. Uh, it, it's almost like if Pac-Man, uh, all the characters from Pac-Man hooked up with say uh, uh, Manic Miner or something. I mean, because it's a, it's a maze-like game with different rooms and obstacles, uh, where you, but you can go in and out of rooms from the bottom, from the top, from the left, from the right. You can fall in the rooms. And your only goal in this game is just to keep going. Uh, rooms will have keys and they'll also have locked areas. And basically you've got to solve that particular room to get the key you need to unlock whatever door you've got in your way to get to the next area where you get the next key. And each of the areas uh, will have a variably different difficulty puzzle that you've sort of got to solve to get out of there. Am I, does that sound about right to you, Boat? Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're listening on, on audio right now and you can't see what the screen looks like, what you essentially have is a clone of one of the most infamous games that we've ever played on Amigos, Naughty Ones. Uh, interactive yeah, visions sort of like naughty, naughty ones. ones. Yeah. Uh, and where it's, it's, if you can think about uh, where you have, it's a platforming game, but it's a single screen at a time platforming game. And all of the platforms are sort of stacked girder like where you're, <laughs> you're negotiating. There's nothing like where you have to make precise jumps to cross chasms. There's no death by falling uh, in, in Pac-Man. Uh, this area in Platman, uh, this is essentially where you are uh, essentially trying to avoid the monsters and avoid the uh, the turrets 
while getting from you know one part of the room to another. Well, there is a ton of precise jumping. Uh, in you think this. so? I mean, ton- oh God! Oh, my God. are you kidding? Super precise, like pencil, like pixel accurate jumping, and lots of it. Uh, depending on how far you got into it, I don't know. Did you did you beat the level? No, gosh, no. Oh, I got. I think I got pretty far. I, it's funny. I so. Of course, I had no way to save my progress. This game can give you nine lives, okay? Mm-hmm. So you can give yourself nine lives. However, there's a gimmick in this that if you type in on the on the title screen, if you type in the three-letter initials of this guy's favorite, like I think it was Swedish heavy metal band, then mm. and hit enter, you could get 99 lives, which I did mm. that. So I could get more I think it's alive. Scottish heavy metal band. Scottish, my bad. I couldn't remember. <clears throat> and so, and I'm sure you did that too. It's mm-hmm. quite simple. Uh, it, you can find on Lemon. They've got the initials. And then, so I, I had a good look. That's funny. I never ever playing this game with that many lives. I never even came close to run out of lives. Although the game's not easy. But the game has uh, some glitches. Uh, and a couple particularly nasty ones that will end your game no matter how many guys you've got. Uh, and that ultimately would, I, it's funny, I fell for the same thing probably five times in a row because I just, you get into the flow of this game and you sort of lose track of where you are and then there you are again, back to where you get killed. I'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. The play field is, attra- I mean, I think it's attractive. I like what they did here with the scrolling, uh, I mean, with the uh, flip screening boat. There's a lot of entrances and exits. Uh, I thought that I found the individual room puzzles, some of them are quite simple. But there are some of them that are quite um, nasty, difficult, and you have to be particularly cunning uh, to get through them. One in particular uh, uh, was one, I'm sure you saw this one, there's an area where there are two ghosts guarding the door, and there's a power pellet at the bottom of the screen. And the power pellets in this don't last very long, do they, Boat? And so you've got to literally jump from platform to platform to get up to where the ghosts are to eat them real quick before time runs out. Otherwise, you've got to leave the room and reset it. Just do it over and over and over. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and and one of the things that there's a, there's a couple things. First of all, this is this is not a bad game. No, no, not at all. Imagination. This is a, this is a, a solid PD game, and this could yeah. have been a commercially released game. I mean, obviously, except for the lawsuit stuff. Yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, aside from the IP infringement. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the quality uh, now, of course, we're talking about 1995, uh, well after the death of Commodore, although, you know, in Europe, the Amiga scene was still going strong. And, uh, you know, this could have been one of those games, you know, one of those hundreds of games that was released after the death of of Commodore in Europe and still managed to get enough people that hadn't quite made the jump over to, you know, more contemporary, more capable systems yet. Uh, This is a, what I think stands in the way of this being a really, really, really solid game is one, the lack of variety. Uh, You know, you, you don't get any sort of different colors between the stages you don't get uh, all of the collectibles are recycled over and over again. Uh, even though this is only one stage, there are so many levels within this one stage that they could have easily broken it up, divided it by four, and made four different zones and uh, had each zone have its own particular flavor. I mean, even you see this in Miss Pac-Man. They changed the color of the maze. They changed the the kind of fruit that you got. These are just very surface-level changes they could have made that would have made going, tra- traversing these levels uh, more interesting because you want to see what's coming up next. You know, what world is next? What kind of things am I going to be collecting next? Uh, that's one thing. And then the other thing is, you know, you get these power pellets. You're right. The power pellets don't last nearly long enough. Uh, I would have liked to see more time, and I would have also liked to have seen the ghost change color because that's yeah. what ghosts do. If you're going out with the with the Pac-Man license, you need to really take the time to go all out with it. Give me the blue and white ghosts. Give me the blue and white flashing yeah. ghosts when you get a power pellet. Yeah, and of course, this game has, I mean, it's a point game. But it does have mm-hmm. uh, oodles and oodles of, of pickups. It's not as annoying as uh, some games we've played, but it's still, it's... I will say they use the pickups quite cleverly in some areas because they literally will lead you by the hand as to where you're supposed to go early on with the pickups. Yeah. And I, the puzzles in this were are worth mentioning uh, because they're quite clever. 
I thought. I mean, I really thought they did a good job with a, not that many different variable um, items, like just gun placements and the put where they would put uh, lava and where they put the ghosts. I mean, you really had to be nimble. And Pac-Man, it's you know the funny thing about Platman is his control is it's pretty good. Yeah, but it's yeah controlling very good. when you play this game. At least for me, there was always this weird feeling of that of having Pac-Man do this stuff, and it just feels wrong to me. It feels weird. So, like, I never was real comfortable, like, because normally when you have a jump, you've got a character that's actually jumping. Like, he looks like he's like with legs or something most of the time, and you've got Pac-Man who you're not used to seeing jump around. He's just a ball. And he, it's so you've got no physical cues on the screen to show your Joe. He just moves. I know this sounds strange, but it, it threw me a little bit. It was kind of weird, you know. But of course, that's the gimmick. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I agree with you on the ghost changing color, and really, the there are there are very few energizers in this, and they're almost always puzzle related. So when you see one, you almost always have to use it uh, for to get past stuff. There are tons and tons of areas in this that have. Uh, Blind jumps that you can fall in the spikes easily. <clears throat> um, the hit detection is pixel perfect. So, I mean, if they yeah. get anywhere near you, you're screwed. Yeah, the the, uh, the hit boxes on these ghosts are somewhat suspect. I would the music say. gets repetitive, real mm -hmm. repetitive. It's the, it's the same track over and over. <laughs> it's, again. it's okay. It's, it's okay music, but yeah, it's it's okay. You know, it's it's not it's not the best. You know, you could turn it off. Um, so. This game uh, is not one that you see mentioned a lot anywhere. And the funny thing is, I told Boat, and I wouldn't have even known this if I hadn't done a, uh, what was it, November? I think it was I did that piece on Edgar. So I did a I did a, a stream uh, on Edgar Vigdal. Uh, some of you may have seen it. Uh, it was a, uh, I love Edgar's work. It was basically an excuse for me and Luke to play Warblade. Uh, but I looked at a lot of Edgar's games, and one of the games I looked at was a game called Dots Adventure, okay? Dots Adventure, I mean, it is Platman. It's a complete, um, it's a DOS version of Platman, sort of. So I, I, Edgar and his buddy who worked on the game, his buddy's name is Simon Quincy. Who Him and Edgar, he worked on all Edgar's games with them, like, in terms of, like, uh, helping him streamline them and, and level design. And so I, I I had an interview with him, and I'm we talked about this, because this is a game I never heard of on the PC. And trust me, finding some of these DOS games that Edgar did were real tough to find. I, I managed to find the full version of this. I mean, you can't, it's, you can look around now, you can find demos of it, but finding the full version is kind of tough, but they don't sell it anymore. So I asked him if it was okay just to give it away. But he mentions in the interview that I did, he says they worked uh, they worked together on uh, on uh, Dot Man, and they said they did the whole first level of of uh, excuse me of uh, Dot's Adventure. The whole first level is P Plat Man, and he mentioned this in the interview, but I didn't know what Plat Man was, so I just didn't right. think much about it. So if you played Dot's Adventure, the reason this was so familiar to me was it was the whole first level was redone in Dot's Adventure. So. In some ways, Dot's Adventure is the natural progression of this game. It brought to its full extent. It's because Dot Dot's Adventure is a full game. You had a chance to play Dot, didn't you? Both. Did I hear you said you'd got it, or at least look at it. I took a yeah. I watched the YouTube playthrough of it. Like you said, it's not an easy game to track down. Uh, I really wish you know. I'm not sure what point uh, Edgar and his buddy stopped doing Amiga games. But I really, really wish he would have released DOS Adventure for the Amiga, uh, because uh, it is it takes the concept, the core conceit of Platman, Pac-Man in a 2D platforming world. But it does all the things that I wanted him to do. He goes through all these different areas, different zones. Yeah. Uh, you know, it 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 makes the game interesting because there's a, this constant variety that this game lacks. So, uh, do you know, uh, I mean, do you know what, do you remember what year Dots Adventure was released? Uh, let me look here. I think I might have it listed on here. So, Dot, um, let's see. It looks like somewhere, uh, 2013-ish is what I've got okay. right now. So, in that ballpark. So much, much, much later on. So, uh, yeah. obviously, you know, this was, uh, maybe Edgar just kind of moved on since then, well, but, uh, this would have been a fantastic addition and a sort of a fantastic uh, denouement 
for the uh, for the Plat Man uh, genre or franchise. Well, Edgar died in 2015, and he was sick mm-hmm. for the last couple of years of his life. So, I think his game making days were in 2013 were kind of halt, rolling to a grinding to a halt. Yeah, you know? but uh, I will say you got to think Edgar worked on Deluxe Pac Man. He did another game called Pokemon that was on the Mac. And Dot Bot. He so there are several of these. There's, I think there's another a Dot's Adventure that it might just be called Pack Dots. Dots. The naming is real weird on these. But if you're interested in playing, and I will say, I having played Dot's Adventure, it's way better than this. Like it controls mm-hmm. better. Everything. It, also, it's obviously more modern. It plays on your modern Windows, uh, and it's it's really good. I I really I told you uh, one thing. It's got it's got simultaneous two player support, which is a mm. lot of fun. Me and the yeah. boy played it, so I mean, you've got you. Uh, that's a real winner there if you could track it down. If anybody's interested in Discord, you want to play, drop me a note. I can maybe point you in the right direction. Uh, but anyway, getting back to Plat Man, I-, I was pleased. I like this boat. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's again, it's limited. It's quirky. I will. I should mention the 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 glitch that got me killed. There's an area where there's a level where you jump down. You know where you could jump. You'll jump down to the next level. And mm-hmm. I jumped, I went and got a key and jumped up. And when I jumped up, there happened to be spikes positioned right beside where you jump down. And when I did that, pack, pack, uh, my platman would land on the spikes and die. And then just reappear and die over and over. And I ground through like 85 men oh, right wow. there. And, but it happened to me at least at least twice, maybe three times. So there are, and I read about other people having similar issues in certain levels. So there are absolutely places where you can get stuck or perma killed. And so again, mm-hmm. this was a demo. I'm not going to hold their feet to the fire, you know. But mm-hmm. it's something you're going to want to think about if you want to take this thing out for a run. You might want to, uh, you know, you might want to be uh, uh, paying attention to where the spikes are, or you know, maybe you're pretty. You, it's possible you could be boned. I've seen people complete the game. So I know it's completable, but it wasn't completable by me. But did we get any Discord action, Boater? We sure did. Uh, we got a, a few reviews this week. Really? Our first one comes from Pajaco6502. He says, I made noises while I was playing this. I won't lie. <laughs> but I really enjoyed this def- despite my unfortunate ending. A couple of things took the sheen off a little. Power pellets don't turn <laughs> ghost blue, so it's not obvious you can eat them until you tentatively try. Yep. Lives are short, so it's risky to try something new that might have killed you. Also, no extra life for 10,000 points? You find extra lives in the game. I just feel for score would have been more on theme and give you a reason to collect items. The controls are very tight. However, there's an annoying repeating jump when you hold the jump for too long that caused yes. a few early deaths for me. I forgot yeah. to mention that, too. That's probably that. the worst thing about this game. Yeah, I hate that's, that. And that's yeah, an and, easy fix, too. And the thing is, when you when that happens, it makes you think the game's cheap. I mean, right. I mean, cheap, yeah. like, as in, like, yeah, not well cheap, done. like they did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Pajaka goes on to say, I use the 99 lives cheat having played a few games already and wanting to see the rest of the game. Sadly, I reached about five screens from the end and hit an infinite death loop. I suppose I deserve it Ah. for being a big cheating son of a biscuit, though. The AGA and ECS versions play the same, but AGA looks nicer. NB, Platman's eyes look red on AGA as if he's been popping too many pills. A genuinely (laughs) good old classic teeth-clenching chair, swear jar, filling platformer, 8 out of 10. Yes, would have been 9 out of 10 if it had blue ghosts and no infinite death loop. Bumface Poohands writes, The name and the character sprite might have you thinking this is going to play like Pac-Man somehow, but really, apart from the ghosts and the very occasional chance to eat them, the rest of the game plays like a straight-up platformer. By straight-up platformer, I mean the type that started with games like Manic Miner and Jet Set Willy on Spectrum and probably should have stayed there. The game actually doesn't play too bad. The controls are better than those of the Specky days. The graphics are nice enough, and we even get an AGA option. But really, there's not much else to do than collect things for no real reason apart from keys that open up other areas of the level. Speaking of levels, this game is just one big level as it seems the game was never completed. They should have split the first level into a, fir- into a few levels, really, as a start. I know there is a more complete version of this on the C64, but I'm just judging the Amiga version, and based on that, I'm not sure if there would have been enough variety in gameplay to justify any more of a game. On the bright side, with ninety-nine li- with the ninety-nine lives cheat, I did manage to complete this, which is more than can be said than any other platformer I've played on the Amiga. Sheila Dixon writes, 
Platman was written in an uns in an in a surprisingly short time. By the way, Aaron, I did do some research on this. I got a fantastic book from Pixels at Dawn, yeah, uh, a few years back about uh, public domain games on the Amiga, yeah. And there was a, a short write up on Platman. Platman oh. was completed in in only four weeks. Four wow. weeks. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sheila goes on. She says, uh, and given away with the promise of a full game, which unfortunately was never released, leaving us with a single level. With that in mind, there's plenty to go at. Controls very well and doesn't look bad for PD. In fact, I like the quirkiness and homebrew feel probably more than I would a more polished and tidied up version. <clears throat> Once you've worked your way through the many screens, there's some replayabilities. You can try and improve your score by collecting the harder to reach goodies. I'd like to have seen it look and sound a little bit more like the original Pac-Man. Power pills are scarce, but they are placed strategically so that you can learn to use them to your advantage in tight spots. I had to play along this week since Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man are firm favorites. Someone who hates platformers, the tight jumps were initially frustrating, but that gave way to determination and then addiction as I got further in and earned more points with just one more try. Sheila's top tip, assuming you're not using the 99 lives cheat, there's a hidden room with several more lives which are added even after you max out your lives on the option screen and start with 9. He who hesitates is lost. 8.5 out of 10. Waka waka. Very and good. finally, Graham W. Vebke, the living legend, writes, I am a Ms. Pac-Man fanatic. I did not like the earlier Pac-Man themed games that went off formula like Pac-Land and even Pac-Mania. Platman has some mechanics that are fine for a platform game, but an overall mess that makes no sense. When you use Pac-Man attributes, you ex expect Pac-Man things in the game. It misses the mark in so many ways, and I could only feel it used Pac-Man to draw attention to it, yet it was never finished because of the Pac-Man Association. If it was its own individual protagonist, it still would have been a bit of a miss for me. Seen enough after not much variety in bugs and game, and I play Top Banana now. Three oh, out of ten. Wow. Man. Mega you know, Burial from yeah, Grand no I I want to mention, number one, that this... This gets a 7.06 over at uh, Lemon, our good mm -hmm. friends at Lemon. And what, some people mentioned the, the C64 game. It's called Platman Worlds. Uh, and mm -hmm. someone put it over 2017. It's got four worlds on it. And I believe there's another Platman that's just a straight-up Platman port to the C64, I think. I read a, this game got... Uh, it's another game that got confused upon itself on several, like, your Mobies and stuff. People would get confused as to what went where. You know, when you get all these PD stuff, there's I like just a little bit less attention paid uh, paid to the uh, the particulars, the details. But there is a C64 version out, and it looks pretty good. Uh, that Platman Worlds. But if you want to, if you want to give this a shot, uh, I really would. I urge you to look up Dots Adventures. I, and if you didn't like this, I think you would like Dots better. Aside from the fact that it plays better and it's more uh, refined, uh, it's got a lot of the stuff that Edgar used to put in games, like secret areas. I mean, real funky ones too. Uh, there's all and all kinds of secret, like you know, bonus stuff that you wouldn't that mm -hmm. wouldn't uh, isn't in this game. Of course, I can tell you it took him more than four weeks. Four weeks is impressive. It is. Uh, I will very say impressive. because I mean the levels in this. If you take anything away. The levels in this are cunningly devised. I mean, they're not throwaway levels. And having played Crap Man a couple months ago, where the <laughs> level design was like, uh, take a D20, random table. I appreciate someone taking the time and trying to be clever with what they had on hand to make clever levels. So I think this is a fun one, Bo. Would you agree? This is a fun one. You know, it's worth your time just to see... Uh, what can be done in four weeks on the Amiga. If you ask any Amiga repair technician what the most problematic component of a motherboard is, they'll undoubtedly mention capacitors. The electrolytic capacitors that ship with the Amiga are 30 years old or older at this point, and each one is a ticking time bomb waiting to explode battery acid all over your motherboard, sometimes damaging it irrevocably. Don't wait. Replace your capacitors now. Full capacitor kits for every Amiga model are available now at RetroRewind.ca. Don't want to attempt the repair yourself? 
use their white glove recap service and leave the intricate removal and soldering process to the professionals using industry standard equipment. Use the promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout and save 10% off your cap kit or service. Remember, make RetroRewind.ca your first stop for all your Commodore computer needs. Amiga News. You know, Aaron, uh, yes, it has been another amazing week of news here in, uh, in, in the in the Amiga community. We're starting out with a story that I didn't see really reported anywhere, um, but uh, I came upon it in my internet travels. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of the guy Keith Herring. Um, this is a guy, you, if you're into the sort of art world of the 80s at all, you saw this guy. He's the guy that... He did a lot of, um, there are these dancing men, sort of outlines of, of dancing men in various poses. He did MTV uh, stuff, didn't he, Bode? Uh, maybe. I'm, I think he did. I'm pretty sure I've seen this kind of art on there. Back yeah, the and uh, this is a guy that I think he was one of the early victims of, uh, of the AIDS virus in, in the 80s, sort of a tragic death. But it's come to light that uh, he created some of his most iconic images on an Amiga. So uh looks like uh it says that um uh that uh the Pixel Pioneer is uh, one of his latest exhibits at Christie's auction house or I guess his estates and uh you can see some of the the prints that he has made uh on an Amiga computer. So pretty cool connection one of the biggest artists of the 80s and the Amiga computer. Very good boat. That's a I'd not heard of this. I you know I know I've seen this guy's art before I I I swear that they were bumpered on uh, MTV back then but that I mean, could just be a uh, something similar but that's that's pretty interesting and I have definitely heard of the fellow so that's nice yeah. that's that's neat and that I, they dug that up and I if you're wondering how they're going to sell these digital images they're actually going to sell them as NFTs oh so. well that <laughs> you know when you said when you started talking about selling them I'm like please don't say NFTs and there it is so well yeah yeah you there can't you keep go them from being stupid that's right um next up Aaron uh this is going to tickle your fancy oh, guess yeah. what Aaron yeah you know we we've had the imitators we've had the duplicators. We've had all those trashy transcodes. It's time for real Kong, Aaron. Real Donkey Kong on a real computer. JOTD is getting it done. This is an arcade perfect port of Pac-Man for the Amiga. I'll be the judge of that, Boat. But it looks great. By the way, transcodes aren't trashy. They're they're the only... That's a pure, pure usage of the code. With all that said, Whoa. someone doing a pixel-perfect uh, uh, port. That's a tall order. Uh, this looks great. You know, I'm a, I'm probably the king dong of Donkey Kong. I love it. Outside of the, uh, of your chins and your Billy Mitchells, those guys. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the top ten, but I gotta be in the top thousand boat when it comes to Donkey Kong. I'd and say you're I, probably in the top hundred. Well, I, I don't know about that. You know, not with the BB, Steve BB, all his guys, or his name was. Uh, Isn't but, he a uh, UFC guy, BB? No, no. So what was Steve? Uh, what was the guy's name of King of Kong? Steve, Steve Weeby. 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 That was close. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm anxious for this to come out. In fact, is this out, Bo? Does it say if this is out yet? Because if it's out, I'm 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 on top of that sucker. I see. Um, I don't here. believe that it has been released. I think that this is still work in progress footage from JOTD. Oh man, I can't wait. Uh, that guy's yeah. a stud. He does good stuff, and so. I have no doubt it will be good, but will it be super good? We will find out. So it says That's Graham right. says he uh, he oh Weeby didn't use Meme, did he? I thought that was uh I I thought that was, that was Billy, uh, Billy. And by the way, uh, you know we didn't cover while we're talking about Donkey Kong. You know, uh, the lawsuit uh, with uh, Billy Mitchell was basically settled with the yeah. guys over there. You probably read that. And they, galaxies, yeah, yeah. It's deceptive in a way. Billy Mitchell's scores uh, uh, weren't reinstated on the modern um, charts, but they were reinstated in the archival charts, I believe it was. I think this is a right. face-saving 
situation. You know, it breaks it my heart. Part of the, see, it was part of the terms of the settlement. I'm sure. It breaks my heart to see that uh, Billy Mitchell is. Uh, everybody hates him. I will say though, if you've ever seen King of Kong. Uh, he comes across like the number one wrestling heel, like manager of all the times. So in, in terms of being a greasy snake oil type guy, he foots the bill like 110%. I mean, he looks like that kind of guy. It's a shame that he is that kind of guy because he's super talented. But still, you know, <laughs> if you look well, at him. Here's the thing. I think Billy Mitchell's star is only going to increase. I guarantee you he can still rake it in, making personal appearances, etc. Yeah, so, uh, Billy Mitchell, video game right. player of the century, he's still doing okay. I will, I am eager to see. However, I know one person he's not going to settle with uh, who's not interested in selling, and that's Carl Jobst. Yeah, you don't want to piss that guy off. He's sued for defamation, so yeah. that case will go to uh, court, and uh, I can't yeah. wait to see it. That guy's not to be trifled with, uh, both. That no. guy's, but I will say, in closing about Mitchell, that scene where he's fixing his hair in King of Kong and they're playing The Stroke, it's one of my all-time favorite scenes. He's putting his tie that movie, on. That movie is amazing. It that is, is the great. best movie that's ever been made about It's great. Movie. Whether it's how fictional it is is obvious. Doesn't but man, matter. The, and every time Billy Mitchell rolls into the scene, you can always hear like dun 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 playing in the background. Yep. It's so good, boat. Yeah, so good. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Coming up next, we got more arcade action news oh. coming up. Of course, all this news comes from Indie Retro News. Our buddy Neil. Uh, there is a Burke, uh, a port of Trojan coming to you for the uh, for the com uh, for the uh, the Amiga. Aaron, this looks great now. I was never a huge Trojan guy. Most of my Trojaning was done on the NES, and it was yeah. not what you call a super impressive game. Were you a big fan of Trojan in the arcades? I was not. Uh, my brother likes these short sword and shield games. I don't know if Brent's still mm -hmm. in here, uh, but uh, uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I've I saw this game around, and I'm sure I've played it a few times, but like. It's not one I like played extensively, to be honest with mm -hmm. you, which probably means it's really hard. You know, yeah. sort of like your Rygars. Some of these games are just off my skill, uh, my ability to play. The skill level wasn't there, Boat. Yeah, Brent says he's a huge fan. Oh, well, there you go, the Brent. You're you're going to be a happy boy. And this looks good. The, the Scorpion engine for the win, brother. Yeah, the creator of this game, who uh, on the English Amiga board, I believe, goes by the name. Uh, actually, I have no idea because the source doesn't take you to the post that I was thinking it would. Uh, maybe SkyZoo73, maybe, but he's not a programmer. He says, uh, I'm not a programmer or a graphic designer. He says that he just has a lot of passion. And uh, and he's just trying to do his best to convert Tro Trojan over to the Amiga. So I, I fully support any efforts to bring all of these old arcade games to the Amiga. The Amiga is an excellent platform for all these type of games, as we've seen time and time again. So I look forward to watching the progress of Trojan as it rolls along. Yeah, that'll be great. And and, and that's, you know, Trojan and Rygar, these weren't huge. I know people might think these were like big, big titles back then. They're sort of, I mean, people know what they are, but they're not huge titles. So people are getting introduced to some of these older games that like, they may have missed or may not have been born for. And you're going to find some winners in there. And Trojan might be one of them. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Aaron, uh, we have a new game from the creator of Creeping Me Out Hex Knight, which oh is, I believe, still under development. That Adam's Family looking game. Yeah. It's uh, Mixel. Uh, he is, uh, even though we haven't seen a new version uh, or a completed version of Creeping Me Out Hex Knight, he's, he's hard at work. A new title, a multiplayer title, Aaron. Uh, this is called Wizonk. Uh, two wizards battling it out against each other. Oh. Uh, this kind of reminds me a little bit of what was that game that you and Brent played? Uh, that was a it was a homebrew NES game. Uh, that was a multiplayer type game with lots of like real tiny sprites. Your character was a real tiny sprite. You remember the name of that game? Boy, you're <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> I don't remember where <laughs> I, what I had for lunch. Maybe Brent's well, in here. Maybe he can remember. This this reminds me of that game a little bit, but it, it looks cool. You know, I'm all about any sort of a four player deathmatch type game 
on the Amiga. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, this would be def definitely something we could pull out at Boat Fest if it's finished by then. Some four-player action, so we'll keep an eye on that. Of course, this is another Scorpion Engine game. I tell you, if anybody's the patron saint of the Amiga right now, it's freaking Earock and his Scorpion Engine, the only development platform worth a darn on the whole machine. Uh, this is another fantastic-looking game, and, uh, you know, Wizdonk. Check it out on Indie Retro News. This, I mean, it's funny, that opening screen, I'm looking at the screen in bewilderment, you know, because I'm looking at this, I'm like, what is this? But I guess right here is where you're you're setting your stats. You're setting, you're building what you're gonna, what level you're going to play on, what character you're playing, right. you know? Right. But is this a four-player game, Boat? I think it it's, is. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a four-player game. Uh, you can either use a parallel port multi-tap or two players on joystick or two on keyboard. Now, see, that, this looks... This looks interesting. It's sort of like uh, if, if Warlords and like Rainbow Island had a kid. You're bouncing yeah, around. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. that, you might have something here. This is one of those games that don't judge it. Oh, look at this. Here's a whole different level. This looks really like more like Rainbow Island here. Mm -hmm. You know, or Bubble Bobble or something. Uh, <laughs> they might have something here, Boat. We got to keep our eye out for Wizonk. That might be a good one. That's Who's right. doing this? Who'd you say was? This is this is a uh, this is Mixel, the, the oh, man yes. behind creeping me out. X Knight. Yeah. When you mentioned that, I should have known. This guy's got the skills, boat to pay the bills. Very good. That's right. Boat. And that's going to do it for this week's Amiga News. Very good, boat. That's some good looking Aaron, stuff. What are we playing next week on the show? Oh, man, strap in, Boat. It's time for the Indianapolis 500, brother. You know, we've done fan. a ton. Over the years, we've done a ton of F1 games on various platforms. Yeah. I'm glad that we're bringing it home for some American racing and do the Indy 500. If this is the game I think it is, I, I think I played this mostly on the PC, if it's what I'm thinking. Uh, is, is Indy 500, is that the Brickyard? Am I getting that right? Is that that's what they call it, right? You're talking to the wrong person. I don't know. <laughs> You're not a big IndyCar fan? Not at all. You know, when this came out, IndyCar was a completely different beast than it is today. Uh, but uh, uh, if this is what I think it is, this should be quite interesting. This is more like a simulator. Uh, okay. It's not arcadey at all. Uh, okay. This is what I think it is. Uh, but uh, this should be a lot of fun. And this one I've actually have played in the past. So uh, I may have a leg up on this one. But hey, car racing. I'm ready to go. Uh, we've done plenty of platforming over the past. And, and that sort of thing. I'm ready to get into some racing. We haven't gotten into that for a while, Boat. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening, as always. If you'd like to support what we do, patreon.com slash amigos podcast. We will see you next week. And until then, adios. adios. Amigos is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigos podcast if you'd like to support the show and join our community.